everyone. I'm Debbie Madden, founder and chair of Stride Consulting. Want to give a huge thanks to everyone who listens to the Rabbit Hole podcast. You have made us what we are today. We are thrilled and humbled to share that we have been around for over five years, have had 250 unique episodes and over 400,000 downloads. So thank you so much. It means the world to us. Also want to give a big shout out to Stride's employees and clients. You make us who we are every single day. Thanks to you, we have helped some of the world's most incredible, most well-known brands get real, valuable, complex software into the market, into the hands of their users one day at a time. If you or your team could use some help getting product to market, whether it be through custom software delivery, augmenting your existing team, or things like improving efficiency through team or product assessments, we're here to help. Go check us out on stridenyc.com. Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, living large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, and today we'll be talking about cores. What the cores? Why do I see this? We're going to talk about what cores is, is it really a friend, and what to do when you run into it. Here's an example. You're working on a full stack application or having to hit an API from the front end when suddenly you get hit with the following message. Access to fetch at, then it's usually the endpoint that you're trying to hit. From origin, URL for your front-end web app has been blocked by course policy. Normally, there's a colon and then there's various messages that you may run into. Normally, I would look at this message and freak out. It's red and it's scary on Chrome. And I used to scream all the time, oh my God, it's another course issue. I got to figure out what's happening. So here we are today talking about cores. It's going down. Let's talk about what is cores. Cores, the acronym for cross-origin resource sharing, is an HTTP header-based mechanism that allows a server to indicate any origins, domain, scheme, or port other than its own from which a browser should permit loading resources. So it's pretty much a rule that exists in the header of a browser to make sure that A, you can retrieve information from that particular endpoint and whether it should return information or data back to you from your browser. It's twofold in how cores actually protects multiple parties, if you will. One, it secures the server to ensure that only the correct domains are calling the endpoint. And it secures the user when they visit a website by ensuring that those endpoints are reachable from the correct domain. Note, again, this is a browser implemented mechanism and one wouldn't run into a cores issue when you use curl or postman. So oftentimes in a project where I'm working in, I would see a cores issue. If I'm working on a project where there's a dedicated backend team, I would have to go to that particular backend Slack channel message and, you know, use a here and bother everyone. No, I definitely don't do that. Do not use here. Do not use channel. Do not use all. I think that's one of them in Slack. Please don't do that. But I would drop a message and say, hey, I'm running into a course issue. Are the course permissions correct? And if someone replies, oh, it works when I curled, you can say, well, it would work normally when you use curl or postman. But it's the browser that's running into this issue, and that's why you cannot see uh, information. Is cores really a friend? Let's talk about that for a second. We're going to talk about how cores protects the server and functionality. I was fiddling with a particular 
application that I spun up using Create React App. I think in Slack, there's these new alphabet emojis. I forget what they're called. I think they're called, if you Google alphabet emoji Slack, you'll see that there are these new emojis that is just the alphabet, some symbols. I think there's exclamation, at, hash, and question mark that allows you to, you know, say a message using emojis. One of the things I like to do is I wrote a script where you can just type in the letters and it converts it into the text that it expects for the Slack emoji, copy it, and then paste it over to Slack. And I can use that to welcome someone in, to give someone a congratulations. And it's like a really large word and it's pretty cool. So I have one of these functions that exists in a Lambda. I used AWS serverless to kind of figure out how could I create an endpoint that if I pass in a body of text that I get the converted version uh, from that. If I don't set anything in the header in the response or I have a strict origin policy, I would normally run into this cores issue. So 99% of the time, if you run into a cores issue, you will it's because that the header is not like set up properly. Normally I would see the error freak out, but now I know like, hey, I should check the backend to see whether the header actually exists in this particular function that I'm trying to, to run or to hit to get information back, which is great because if I had this Lambda and I don't want everyone to use it, I can make sure that it only comes from this one place and that one place being my website that I want to hit this Lambda. So if Bobby Crouton somewhere in the world wants to use this Lambda and I actually set my origin to be an asterisk, which means anyone can use it, then Bobby Crouton can use it whenever he wants. If I suppose Lambda wasn't as cheap as it is and it costs 10 cents to run each function, I might want to be a little bit more strict, right? Because then like this converter application that I have, I can charge people 25 cents for every use so that I get 10 and then there's a 15 cent spread and money, right? So that's probably one of the many ways you would want to secure your backend application and your APIs. And just note that you should have other security in place for your application, but this is like the one that you would run into when you use a browser. So just be mindful of that. We're going to talk about how it protects the user. Suppose you're, I think the example I had, it's pretty bad, but I'm going to use it anyway. I think like if you have an account, let's say you go to a website, or you go to yobobby.com, don't go there or go there, whatever. I promise there's no fishy Lambda functions that are happening there. But you go to yobobby.com and suppose your bank, let's call that Bobby Bank, does not have their core API set up or it has it in a way that it can be retrieved from anyone. They're letting anybody access the data. It's the wild, wild west, baby. We got to do something about it. Or we can. If you were to visit yobobby.com, and I have a JavaScript call that can call Bobby Bank to retrieve information based on information on your computer. I can then send that information to another Lambda that exists on yobobby.com. So the idea is to make sure, you know, if, if Bobby Bank had the cores option header to make sure that it only can retrieve things from Bobby Bank's domain, then you wouldn't get that information in the first place. I think that's definitely one of the security implementations that exists on your browser. I think this was a concern back in, you know, in the early days of the internet. And 
now we can just pick resources from wherever we want, right? A lot of people use APIs that different APIs that exist on the planet, you know, from New York Times to weather app and stuff like that. So we're going to have these cross origin applications that exist. So just be mindful when you're creating an API to ensure that you have a proper core set up. And I can dive into some of the errors that I've seen to help you in the future when you do see this error. So you don't have to freak out like I did. So before we dive into all the cores errors, I'm going to talk about the pre-flight request and what is a pre-flight request. According to Mozilla.org, it is an options request to see if the course protocol is understood and a server is aware using specific methods and headers. The pre-flight request is automatically issued by a browser, and in normal cases, front-end developers don't need to craft such a request themselves. It appears when a request is qualified as to be pre-flighted and omitted for simple requests. For example, a client might be asking a server if it would allow a delete request before sending the delete request by using a pre-flight request using three HTTP headers, that is access control request method, access control request headers, and then the origin header. So normally you wouldn't run in or have to create or craft a pre-flight request. The idea of it is that you don't want to send resources to an API if you don't know if you're able to do that. So sometimes a pre-flight request is automatically injected from your browser. And part of the reason why I bring it up is because when I was using the API gateway, I ran into a pre-flight request error. And I'm going to go over some of the errors that you may see if you run into any course issue. All right. We're going to talk about the different errors that I was able to produce in the small app that I created. And what are the various errors and what do they mean? Just so you know, a lot of them, or maybe all of them, if I recall, start with the following phrase, access to fetch at, and then it's the endpoint you're trying to hit from origin, which is your page, has been blocked by the core's policy. So just know that. I'm not going to repeat that every time. So after the colon, let's start with the first one. No access control allow origin header is present on the requested resource. If an opaque response serves your needs, the request mode to no cores to fetch the resource with cores disabled. This means that there's no cores in your header in the reply of your server code, and you need to add the access control allow origin to your header. You can add a strict URL endpoint or an asterisk so that anyone can hit the endpoint. The next error is response to pre-flight request doesn't pass access control check. It does not have HTTP OK status. How does one address this? You would need to create a new options API endpoint that has the response header to include the access control request method, which is the methods that you expect people to hit, which will be in the example above options and delete access control request header, which is the content type that you want to return. And I believe it's the origin header, which is the name of the website that you expect to hit this endpoint. So just be mindful of that. Again, you may not need to do this if you're not working on the AWS stack. Again, I use the serverless framework to kind of spin up the application that I was using, which in turn, there are some specific cores options you can use to kind of bypass this pre-flight request. And then there's the access control allow origin header contains the invalid value and the URL and the header response would exist here. Have the server send the header with a valid value, or if an opaque response serves your needs, set the request mode to no cores to fetch the resource with cores disabled. 
this error just means that you may have input the wrong URL for the origin to respond to. And to fix that, you can either, again, put a star or you can just update the URL to ensure that you have that. And I mean, there's one more thing, like a caveat to know. It is very possible to bypass cores by creating a proxy that you would hit that will then fetch that information. And then the proxy will then return that information to your application. But please don't do that in production. Very, very dangerous. The proxy could be hijacked and you know you don't want to let anyone just snoop into information that you want to be kept secret, if you will. I hope that if you run into a cores issue, you can kind of understand what it what's happening and how to get out of it. Because I personally hate them all the time. And I'm glad that I was able to run, spin up this server, this application fairly quickly to kind of understand the, the concepts. But yes, cores is your friend. As much as we hate it and run into it when we're developing front-end applications, it's there to save you. It's there to protect you. So be nice to the cores. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.